Hello, I am your host, Kim Chi. And I'm John Kong. Excuse my um, lack of energy, because um, if I talk to it any higher energy than this, um, I'll start coughing. <coughs> Sorry. Um, I've had the flu um, for like six days now. We confirmed it's a flu? It wasn't COVID. Oh, well, yeah. Did you, did you go to the doctor? No, this is America. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry. You can't just like get an appointment and go. When you make an appointment, it's like, all right, the doctor's free on um, February 3rd. Yeah. Like and by that time, you're not even, you're barely even sick anymore. If it's like yeah. the flu or the cold, it's like barely a point. Um, oh, have you ever made a garlic soup? Garlic soup? No. You should make it. It actually, it, it's like been proven to help and like reduce colds and flus by like half the time and severity as well, especially if you're mm. stuck in it. All you have to do is just like literally boil, like just go buy one of those packages of pre-peeled garlic from the store because when you're sick, you just don't want to, you know, mm. the last thing we want to do is peel garlic. Put that in a pot with some chicken broth, a tiny little bit of salt. You can spice it up with some thyme if you want to and just boil that and like the more cloves that we're talking like 20 30 garlic cloves and then mm. you just drink that soup and it like nukes your body mm. yeah well, that sounds good mm. yeah i don't know i haven't had like any appetite and when i do eat something i get like full after like two bites and everything just tastes bitter so <laughs> There's no joy in life right now. <laughs> Except butter. Yeah, I have not left the house. I've just been like at home sick. Well, I pulled my back the other day and now I can barely move. We're just old. Are we? I mean, you're old for sure. Thanks. Thanks. While doing squats, I I, I fucked up my back and hold my groin at the same time mm -hmm. so I can't like bend backwards or forwards so mm -hmm. okay so you know when you're young and you get sick you know mm -hmm. you like cook up like Campbell's chicken noodle soup mm -hmm. you know that's kind of like the American like cure for getting sick mm -hmm. I haven't had one in years so I was like okay I'm gonna order this like along with like some Gatorade you know and see yeah. if it works out it's very salty it was disgusting. Okay. <laughs> okay, so first of all, it's salty, which I get like salt is good for you, but right. the chicken was like rubbery, like and so yeah. hard. And then and the, the carrots were like, just, like mush. mushy. Yeah. And then the broth was tinny and super yeah. salty. But then also it was like flavorless at the same time. I had a feeling that like canned soups and stuff like that, like I feel like they might have been healthy at some point in time, but mm -hmm. they probably haven't been for a very long time. Like, I'm like this cannot be like a cure. Yeah, like, I don't think it's that. I, I don't think it's like I. Whether it be like them cutting corners from shrinkflation and stuff, I remember it tasting pretty good. Um, but I was also a child back then. But you know, things do live better in memory. But also. As companies find ways to cut corners, things do go down in quality overall. Mm, it's true. Better to just buy like some, like at least some like box broth or something that that's just a little less overly processed if you could afford it. In LA, there's got to be like some kind of broth delivery. Isn't somebody delivering bone broth in LA? I'm sure there is. Yeah, you should do that. I mean, but that wasn't my point. It's not an issue of like me not finding bone broth. My, I'm just trying to say, oh, is like I cannot believe like Campbell's chicken noodle soup is like so normalized as being like a healthy food cure when it's so disgusting. Yeah. I don't think I've had that association with them for a very long time. <laughs> I feel like American cures are like really weird because like isn't like the typical like American kids like their experience when you're sick is like saltines. Ginger ale and like Campbell's noodle soup. Well, ginger ale, there's some, there's some validity to that because actually people don't 
think of sugar as being good for your stomach, but sugar does calm your stomach, um, at least in terms of like Chinese medicine and mm -hmm. then ginger. So like Werner's, when you feel bad, if you don't know what Werner's is, it's like a Michigan ginger soda and it's like super gingery and it's delicious. But you think like a ginger beer will be better than because it's more gingery? Yeah, well, it probably is, but like it probably, ginger beer probably is too spicy for like a lot of kids. Because mm. I feel like a regular um, ginger ale, I feel like just like, is it even like real ginger or it's just like ginger flavoring? It's probably ginger extract. Mm. What are some Korean cures for like the flu and the cold? Um, just like every other Asian country, rice porridge. Oh, yeah. Um, a rice porridge with like either vegetables or like shredded chicken meat, you know, mm -hmm. fruits that are like high in vitamin C, mm -hmm. like oranges and things like that. Yeah. Chinese medicinal stuff gets really in depth and complicated. Like you've seen those like Chinese medicine shops where mm -hmm. they got like antlers and shit and all of that stuff and all of that stuff. Some of it, I'm sure, some of it, there's validity to it because like there's some simple ones like fennel and a lot of spice-based cures. Mm -hmm. um, some of them get like really, really involved. Uh, but like whenever, I don't know, when my mom got sick and stuff, I would remember her like cooking up some Chinese medicine stuff on the stove. It would always be like in a, like a double boiler clay pot and it would smell and taste awful. <laughs> So so bad. That is on top of like, that's on top of like uh, all the the congee and 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 soups and stuff like that. But yeah, it's it's a whole thing and it's very complicated. But does not taste good at all. Mm. Either way, I just wish it was easier to go to the hospital in America. <laughs> you can't even get yourself to like urgent care. Um, do I look like I have like money growing out of trees? I know. I don't know. I don't know how much urgent care is in LA. I, actually, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, know. what they're, they're probably just going to give you fluids and some high strength Tylenol and a bill for like, <laughs> like $1,200 or okay. I, I mm -hmm. definitely do not live in LA. So, <laughs> I mean, I lost faith in, um, Emergency care system after my pet got sick. No, you're what? A few years ago when my pet was sick and he kept like throwing up everything he ate. Oh, um, oh. I took him to the emergency room and they're like, um, and they like ran some tests. They're like, yeah, we can't figure out like what's wrong with him, but um, we'll keep him here overnight. Um, that was when there was like a ball inside him, right? Well, I'm or something like that. Would, would, oh, sorry. Ruined the story. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Sorry. <laughs> you can't tell someone's like punchline before you, the, the, you get to. <laughs> mm, but yeah, like we're going to keep your dog here overnight, but it's going to be $7,000. And I'm like, <clears throat> I'm not paying $7,000 for you guys just to like not know what's wrong with him. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. So then I took him to like another hospital and. And then, like, right away, they found out, oh, he's like a ball, like, something, like, lodged up in here. Um, um, let's shoot him, like, an extra, like, ultrasound. And in the um, previous x-rays didn't, like, catch what was, like, blocking his intestine because it was, like, a plastic ball. But the um, ultrasound caught it, and then they were able to get it out right away. So I was like, yeah. That's insane. But not surprising considering your baby. Mm, yeah. But also, like, to have such, like, drastic, like, you know, difference, you know, from yeah. like, one place to the other. Yeah, for sure. Like, I just cannot believe the other place solution is like, yeah, we don't know what's wrong, but... We'll just, just keep, keep them around and charge you, like, a, a massive hotel fee. For no reason. Yeah. Yeah. And then I've only been to emergency room one time, and it was, like, in Chicago, mm -hmm. um, wherein I actually sliced my hand. Um, oh. And I waited seven hours. Yeah. While my hand is bleeding, but like, well, I was in pain. But then there was another guy whose entire like knee had gone out because I guess like 
he like fell into like some a nail or something while playing soccer or something. So his entire like knee was like carved out. But, um, and I was like sitting like next to him and he's like in pain, like screaming. And he, the doctor didn't see him for like five hours. So we were just, you know, like how is this like an emergency care when, you know, like clearly like he needs to be seen right away, you know, like my hand can wait, but. Yeah, it's wild. Like people always talk about how Canadian wait times on their healthcare system. It's so long, but it's like, we, we wait too. We wait just as long for we were just for like and yeah you know. and they never give you like a bill like right then and there or even when you ask like how much do you think it'll cost me they don't tell you they're like oh you get a bill in the mail you know yeah. oh did you hear that they're starting to do like premium hospital care plans what's that so like it's pretty much like equinox <laughs> But for healthcare. No. So it's like because our healthcare system is so like shitty now that even mm-hmm. even like rich rich people like just are just have an easier time just like paying into a plan for executive doctors and surgeons and, and hospitals and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Just so they they can just like bypass all the shittiness of our own system and just like have pretty much lux mm-hmm. level care for them. Oh my god, yeah. This week, I had another struggle with um, my insurance, too. My doctor sent a prescription to the pharmacy. Mm-hmm. And then um, my insurance, like, randomly just, like, told them, like, the health insurance with this um, client has been terminated as of, like, 12, uh, the December 31st, like, 23. And I'm like, wait, why was my health thing, like, terminated? Like, for no reason. And I, like, went online and then... I was like still signed to the insurance. Uh-huh. So then I called and I was put on hold for literally like 40 minutes and then finally got to someone, right? Yeah. And the person was like, hi, how can I help you? And then and I explained like what was happening. Yeah. And then the person was like, okay. And then they just hung up. And I'm like... What, what health insurance is this? What the fuck? So then... I called back and then waited like another like 40 minutes to be finally connected again. Yeah. Um, so then they're like, so then I was like, okay, so what just happened? What's wrong? And they're like, oh, um, I think they must have sent the wrong email because um, you're still covered. You're still like covered. But I'm like, how does, that, how does that happen in this modern day and age? Who knows? I mean, it's when you privatize something like healthcare and when you make it like a for-profit thing, like it's never good because how do people make a profit off of something like this? They cut corners, they cut care, they don't care as much, they cut services. Like it's not something that I believe should be. I, I, healthcare is one of those things where I should be, thinks that should be totally socialized, but that's just me. Yeah. Michigan got us first Jolly Bee. Oh my God! Really? Yeah, we just got On a Jolly Bee. news. I know. <laughs> Michigan is finally livable. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, yeah, yeah. I'm We're so excited. Uh, but still, like, really far away. I think it's like Sterling Heights or something. I don't even know okay. how far is that from. Oh wait, let me let me check first. Jolly Bee, Michigan. Yeah, it's in Sterling Heights. How far is that from me? That is seven hours. Oh, that's to walk. <laughs> 40 minutes. Ugh. That's not that bad. That is so far. 40 minutes? Yes. Who wants to be in a car for 40 minutes? Ugh. I'll have to, I'll have to like make a trip of it and like do a bunch of stuff while I'm up there to make it worth it. Oh my God, 40 minutes is like nothing. That's too far. That's too far to drive. I I live a weird life in Detroit where it's like, if it's more than 15 minutes in a car, then I'm not interested in going. Okay, so what I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. You know who's not having a good week? Um, No, who? Joe Coy. Oh, where did he come from? I'd never heard of him before, before the Golden Globes. <laughs> really? 
Yeah. Um, so. And probably better off for him if I he like I never did. But like mm-hmm. yeah, what the hell was that? I only knew about him because um he used to come on the Chelsea Handler show every now and then. Okay. Was That's he funny guy. then? No. Oh. And then he released a movie a couple of years ago. Um He had a movie? Yeah. Oh. And I guess it was a bit controversial because um I think it was like Meet the Parents kind of like a movie. Mm-hmm. But um, like all the jokes were like making fun of like the Filipino side of the family. Oh, I didn't. I, so I didn't. basically, like, were they trying to hope for like another Ricky Gervais type situation where he was like clever but really abrasive and really controversial, but at the same time was like could get away with it almost? Yeah, I think they were. I think that's what they were hoping for. Well, they really should have just begged Amy Poehler and uh, Tina Fey to come back. Honestly, there's a lot of people that they could have asked that would have been fabulous. You know, they could have been. I would. They they could have asked Anne Hathaway and what's his face to come back. Oh wait, that was the Oscars. But they could yeah. have asked them anyway. That would have still been better. Like that was that was terrible. I mean, like most entertaining thing about that whole thing was watching everyone's reactions. reactions. <laughs> You know, this uh, is crazy too, because like, every, did you see Taylor Swift's reaction? Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> so every time like I see um, that video posted, all the comments are like, she's a celebrity, like she needs to have like a more sense of like humor about herself or... Yeah, but it has like, to be funny. But also, she really didn't do anything. All she did was just took a sip of her drink. Yeah. And people are acting like she was like sitting there with her like arms crossed, like mad, like spewing. It's so funny how like the people who are the subject of jokes, especially when they are some kind of minority, minority, whether it be like women or people of color or queer people, like they always, if we do not react in a way that makes a situation less uncomfortable, mm-hmm. people like to act like it, the whole uncomfortable situation is like their and our fault and yes. not the person who is making the situation uncomfortable, which is the person who's taking, turning, telling the bad joke. And I was thinking about this the other day about like, like the comedians, like uh, actually the recent comedians like Ricky Gervais and, and um, uh, what's his name? Man from Ohio. There's a lot of men from Ohio. Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was thinking about this the other way, like uh, those two. Like I had seen, I'm going to say like racial comedy or, or, or like racially, like, yeah, racial comedy. That, it, that would be admittedly like funny on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like people who make jokes about stuff like, and I was like, oh, okay, this is funny. But in a way, probably because in a way that they don't make the person a victim, they just do really good observations about culture. And mm-hmm. it, they say it in a funny way. And it's like, yeah, people who complain that society has gotten woke and you can't tell jokes anymore, like, it's not even that. It's just like you're not funny. Like, being a comedian is being a commentator. Being a comedian is getting away with it. Mm-hmm. It's like people who, like, operate in culture and, like, commentary and stuff like that, like, yeah. What you say can be controversial, but if you deliver it in a way that is effective and not in their cases, like at this point, cheap shots, like, yeah, you you can make your point and do it in a funny way. But like, unfortunately, when comedians get extremely wealthy, they just get out of touch and have like no longer are able to communicate with everyday people. It's true. Yeah. And that's why if you won't ever become rich, yeah. stay relatable. Kim's like, I can't wait till I'm fucking out of touch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to know how to order a pizza. <laughs> Can I buy potato chips with a credit card? <laughs> wait, who was it that was talking about that celebrity who like their assistant, their assistant was... Their assistant was on their day off, so they had to like phone a friend of theirs to ask them to order them a pizza because they did not know how to do it themselves. Oh my god! But it was like it was like a it was like a big A list celebrity. Mm-hmm. 
Kim's like, I want that. That sounds like something like Gwyneth Paltrow would do. It probably probably is. It probably is. But no, she wouldn't order pizza. I don't think she'll actually sit there and make pizza either. No. Like, I, 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 yeah. Would, do IV bags come in pizza flavor? I don't know. She has it plumped into her veins. It's like, mmm, pineapple. <laughs> but anyways, back to this whole, like, Joe Coy thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, let's, let's stop making excuses for, like, shitty, like, male comedians that make, yeah. like, out-of-touch, like, out-of-date sexist jokes. Yeah. However, it's so funny because um, when George Santos was like, you know, the celebrity of the week and everyone was like, please stop talking about George Santos. And I was then, one of those people. And then Gypsy Rose came by and then took the thunder away and stopped talking about George Santos. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, stop talking about Gypsy. Like, don't make this girl a celebrity. You know, she's like um, a trauma victim or like blah, blah, blah. Like mm-hmm. She doesn't need to be a celebrity. Well, now that he just move on to Joe Coy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, I didn't know anything about the Gypsy Rose thing until like this all came out. Mm. But that's ins- her story is insane. Right. I was kind of like all about Joy Joy Bear. Is that how you say her last mm-hmm, name? Joy Bear. <laughs> when she was like, you did nothing wrong. And then Gypsy Rose was like, uh, no, murder is wrong. <laughs> and Joy's just like, I get if you say so. <laughs> but honestly, in that situation, like, I feel like if she didn't murder her mom, her mom probably would have killed her eventually. 100%. Absolutely. Like, I, you know, like, I have no, I don't feel... I feel bad that she was put away for this long. She did not. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. I'm sure they tried to raise the case for it, but I don't know how that wasn't self-defense. I don't know how that wasn't like a reaction to trauma. And I don't really know anything about the situation except for like the basics of what had happened. So I'm probably, I'm sure that they went through it all, but like, wow. Like I felt it's like so justified in my mind. I mean, in the sense that I like it's morally justified, not legally. But the American justice whatever. system just failing more women. It's almost a cliche now because I see it in the comments like every day, anytime somebody talks about the United States, but like mm-hmm. people always, you always see that top comment is like the US is like a third world country in a Gucci belt. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we are. It's, yeah, I'm very accurate. Yeah. Uh, but at least it would be like a 1980s Tom Ford Gucci belt because that was the last time like America actually like had any <laughs> anything decent. I don't remember. There was at one point of time where everyone was dying to move to America. The land of opportunity and dreams. Yeah. Now the only people that want to move here are the ones that are actually dying. Well, literally. Like the ones that like that are coming from South America and governments that like we totally had a hand in completely putting into chaos. This is a food podcast. You know, yeah, let's line up the mood and talk about <laughs> things that make us happy. Food. And let's not borrow. <laughs> I think it's because I'm just sick and I'm like depressed right now that I'm just... You don't... Have, it's just so easy for you to smile and you don't have the energy to like... Veer me away from my automatic <laughs> so, propensity to spiral. I apologize for how um dark this podcast has been. Maybe we should do an open up Patreon and have like a chat room. Isn't that what 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 Bob and Monet do? Kim and John spirals <laughs> on Patreon. On <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> oh. Um, I haven't put a video for this out uh, out yet, but like I tried this like instant peeping bop thing. Tell me more, tell me more. It was basically this it was this giant plastic um bowl, and inside it was a smaller aluminum bowl, and mm-hmm. then this pouch. And you poured water on the pouch, and the pouch 
exploded, like literally started to steam up and you put the pop ingredients on top of it. So basically, and all of the ingredients, like from the rice, even the water, there was the water that went on to cook the rice was in a little bag to put in. So I think this was for like camping or something like that. And it pretty much made this like, I would say it was just slightly less good than the bop on a Korean airline flight. Oh, wow. It's not bad, which isn't bad. And so like, I was like, oh, this, it pretty much was like bibimbap in a box. And it took 15 minutes. That's actually kind of long. I mean, considering the fact that you don't use anything and you didn't have to supply anything, no electricity, mm-hmm. nothing. And it just cooked this... It cooked rice and vegetables, and there was gochujang in there, and there was kimchi, and there was like um, seaweed. When it comes to like ready to eat meals, oh my god, Asians, like that's when you truly feel like when you talk about like Asian technology and how it's so advanced, you truly got that convenience shit down. down. Oh my god. Oh my god. Even like like Chinese, like instant hot pot, have you ever used one? Yes. I think it was like a Korean version of that. Oh my god, yeah, like, I used one, and the fact that you just pour water in it, and it gets hot, and yeah. it gets really, really hot, like, yeah. boiling hot, I was, like, shook. Did you use it outside? No. Yeah, so when I used it, um, every air quality sensor in my house asked if I was okay. <laughs> oh my god. So it was like, oh, there's a lot of volatile organic compounds in the air all of a sudden. Like my air quality, lowest is best, is normally Mm -hmm. hovering at a 30. And after using that thing inside, it shot up to like 500. Oh my God. And everything was going crazy. And even my like thermostat, which has an air quality sensor in it, was like, wow, are you okay? Um so I opened up all the windows and I turned on the house fan and circulated all the air in there. But like, apparently you're not supposed to use those things inside. Oh, it's supposed to be like outside when you're camping or something? Yeah, it puts out a lot of bad shit into your, into your immediate air. So you, except I didn't know this because it didn't have it on the box. Mm-hmm. But if you see like an instant hot pot or an instant bop thing, um, yeah, use that outside. And they just recently opened up like a ramen restaurant here in LA. Mm-hmm. And it's like those ones in Asia where um, you pick like an instant ramen noodle from like hundreds of choices. And then you put it in like this tray um, with like toppings that you pick out. And yeah. then your instant ramen is like ready for you in like five minutes. Oh, so do they use like regular packet ramen or do they use just like it's instant like regular ramen noodles? Ramen. You pick which, okay. whatever you want to eat. Ooh. And then you add on like whatever toppings you want to add, it's like, a little... it's like dumplings or cheese or rice cakes. So it's like a like a ramen version of like one of those make it yourself yogurt places where you pick yeah. toppings and stuff. Yeah, that's so cute. So a lot of but the comments for those are always like so controversial because people are always like seven dollars for instant ramen. I can make instant ramen at home. Yeah, but, but you're I not going to make like, all the other stuff, though. You can make anything at home, technically, you know? Yeah, you can make anything at home. Mm-hmm. Like, people said that about, like, cereal bars, but, like, it's not it's not the fact that you're going to eat those things every day. You're going for a novelty thing, and you're also going because, like, maybe they want they have, like, all the different kinds of eggs, and you don't want to put, like, you don't want to go through making your own poached egg and you don't want to make dump the dumplings that they're putting on top of there or like go through buying all the pickles that you can buy. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's really expensive for the initial thing, but at the end of the day, you can make yourself a bowl that you would never make at home. And that's worth $5. Exactly. And the convenience. Yeah. And also when it comes to these businesses charging whatever they're worth, no one is forcing you to do it. Yep. If you don't want to fucking like pay seven bucks for instant ramen noodle, don't do it. But you know, like, you don't have to like write sentences about like how this is like the fucking dumbest idea and be like, like how how do you have like so much time and energy to just like just hate on something that you're not gonna like take you know for service that you're not gonna use. 
I mean, I feel like <laughs> complaining about the price of something that you can do at home is a quintessential part of the Asian experience because <laughs> that's my that's my grandma. <laughs> mm. I mean, like, was this something I'm going to use personally? Probably not, but I appreciate it being no. there. We should go. Let's go when I'm back. When I'm back over there. Oh, when are you coming? I don't know. Blink, Eventually. Blink. Someday. Yeah. Oddly enough, my calendar is filling up very quickly. This. You feel busy. Don't you have? Didn't you just say in the last episode that you have like tons of stuff yeah, coming well, up? I, and I was talking about you. <laughs> you couldn't talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> no, we're both very busy. <laughs> uh, so, has anything um, interesting happened to you this past week? Uh, well, Little John has been out of town this week for work, and so I have just been churning out hosting sex orgies every day. Yes, yes, Kim. Just like wild, like in Michigan, strung out in your like living room every day. Yes, that that's what. And if by that you mean just like making a lot of short form food videos, then yes, that is exactly People, what like I was overdosing doing. and like falling up the stairs. Yes, God, not my stairs. My stairs are so nice. I would that, <laughs> that would make me so upset. Um, no, I did stuff like I, I made like a burger video, um, mm. experimenting to see if like I could use tofu to make medium uh, burgers cooked to medium juicy and it was very successful um and yeah i really have no life it, that i'm i'm doing stuff like that no i mean you have a little humble life that you like living you know <laughs> not you calling my life humble it is humble life <laughs> it's simple i i well yeah it's been nice though. Like this is my mm -hmm. well, it's my job, it's my work. Um mm -hmm. but not having like the book looming over my head mm -hmm. has made this so much easier. I'm making like three videos a day, so I could never do that even when I had had uh, the book to write. But then you don't have a reason to uh, go to a cafe, order a little croissant and a little cup of coffee. Pull your laptop out and pretend like you're typing into it. Well, I wouldn't be pretending I was actually writing a book, but I can still do that. I mean, like I have tons of, there's always like tons of email to respond to and stuff. So mm. yeah, I'm, I'm trying to go to cafes that will let me bring, bring Boba. The, I'm so annoying. The closest and nicest cafe to my house is only a block away, but they don't allow for dogs to go inside. Oh, because, yeah. I mean, your dog is well-behaved, but, uh, you know, some people in their yeah. dogs are like assholes. It was due to someone else's dog. I think, like, I had heard that somebody brought a dog in there that was, like, aggressive around other dogs, and somebody else brought a dog, and there was, like, an actual fight that happened oh, in the God. cafe. Understandable that they, like, as a result of that, was, like, service animals only. But, like, uh, people who don't have well-behaved dogs just... I, I I don't know. I just you know, I, I, I feel them. bad for them. I feel bad for the dogs and I feel bad for the owners. Yeah. And before anybody's like, well, my dog, um, you know, he's like, uh, you know, he's like rescue and just recently adopted. But we're not talking about you. We're specifically talking about <laughs> dogs that have bad behavior because you're a bad owner. <laughs> well, my dogs were rescues. Here's what I think people should like consider doing more often if if you were going to spend a ton of money on like a designer dog you should take that money go adopt a dog most of the times you can adopt the dog for free mm -hmm. and then have that dog trained by a professional trainer for the amount that you would have spent on like a designer dog and mm -hmm. by that time unless you can afford to do both like, in which case, more power to you. But, like, I guarantee you, like, having a mutt that does not pull or that walks by your side, whether or not 
he's on a leash, always have your dog on a leash. But like some dog, like some trainers will train your dog to just walk by your side with no leash. Um, your experience as a dog owner for having like a trained companion is so much better. And this is me speaking as a person who's had like both dogs, kinds of dogs in my life, both like trained and untrained. Like, oh my God, it makes so much of a difference. Like I go on more walks. Kind of selfish for me to figure this out about myself, but like now that my dog is, does not pull or anything, just like chills next out to next to me, I like to go on walks more because mm. it's just so easy and so nice. My dog used to pull all the time when he was young. I don't know why he just randomly stopped pulling one day. Oh, and Butter's then, just partly and tired and happy now. <laughs> like, I, I don't think you understand. I don't think people understand like how good of a dog my dog is. Butter is amazing, except for the time that he ran away once. Yeah, but yeah, that I lost five years of my life. Oh my god! You, you texted me, and I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> um, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm glad he was found, and he's okay. Yeah. And now he brings me so much joy in my life. Mm-hmm. Also, like, if you have the flu, the dog can't get your flu, right? Um, I, I do not believe that that human flu, influenza, can be transferred mm. to canines. Okay. I don't understand how, like, certain flus work, because I, like... We're able to catch like flu from like birth, but not dogs. Like, how does... I mean, it it is like the well, you. <laughs> yeah, but 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 when yeah when diseases transfer from like species to species, it is mm-hmm. very very rare. When mm-hmm. it it's usually in situations of like the person has like a lower immune system or or something like that. Um. I remember like there was a situation where this person who was like undergoing chemo or something like that and so had like a really low immune system and I mm-hmm. this I could have said this to completely wrong feel free to correct me if if I did not tell the story correctly but the guy also had like a tapeworm in his body oh. and his immune system was so messed up that the guy caught the tapeworm's cancer <gasps> Whoa. And I don't know if he died from that, but it like but yeah, his 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 body was so messed up that he actually caught cancer from some from a completely different species. It is wild. Well, um hopefully I uh doesn't happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll be fine. I think you'll be fine. <laughs> um the worst part though is um about like being sick at all this. It's just not having an appetite and yeah, like just like having like a small appetite too. It's been like such a mind fuck. Really? Yeah, just to, like not want anything all day. Only thing like I can like really handle right now is like popsicles. Oh, that does sound like the flu. I've started like cutting down on food and it's like started in my like a little bit of my cutting phase. Oh, are you working on your summer body? Yeah. Trader? I am. Trader? Trader? <laughs> <laughs> no, I had two. I had, I had sous vide chicken breasts today, but they mm-hmm. were, they were uh, in, in Jamaican jerk seasoning. So it was still very, very good. Mm-hmm. They were sous vide, so they were really juicy. So it was a pretty good dinner. I just have to think. I just have a lot more, ch- yeah, chicken breast and vegetables on rotation, but also a lot of like salmon, which I love. I love salmon poke and salmon and salmon tartare. So, yeah, I think like a lot of people when they're dieting, they tend to forget there are a lot of seasoning and spices that doesn't have like fat or sodium. Oh like, my god, your food significantly. Yeah. Like, you don't just have to eat boiled chicken breast. Yeah, no. Jamaican jerk seasoning is, like, the best thing ever. And there is salt on it, which is fine. But it's otherwise, it's just spices. And it's so mm. it's so delicious. Um, but I'm the type of person that I can eat, honestly, if I had to, I could pretty happily just eat, like, the same thing 
over and over again for like months and months on end and just really? get into I can. And then every now and then, maybe like once every week or once every two weeks, just like go to a something, go to a nice restaurant or something rather. But mm-hmm. unfortunately for me, little John cannot do that. <laughs> mm. He needs so, to spice up his. Yeah. Yeah. Do a little culinary flavor. But I made some oxtails and golden curry for when he gets home. It'll mm. it'll be a nice little celebration. I love oxtails, so it'll be my treat to myself and him. Oxtails are so expensive now. I know. Oh my god, ten dollars a pound in Michigan. Oh my god. Yeah. When I first started buying them here, they were three dollars a pound. Mm-hmm. Three dollars, like insane. It makes sense because it's such a small part of the cow compared to the rest of it, but god damn. But it's like, was, no one was eating oxtails like, you know, the way we do now, like 20 yeah. years ago. I remember like my grandma or my mom, you know, make a giant pot of oxtail and, you know, like, yeah. And we eat like soups for days. Yeah. I, and like this latest thing, like I, I had spent $60 on oxtails for like, for two. It's like, mm-hmm. what the hell? Oxtail is like a premium ingredient now, you know? It is. It totally is. Um, might as well just buy prime rib. <laughs> yeah, at that point. At prime that point, rib, just short buy your rib, stuff. whatever. Yeah. In fact, I think people should do that more. I'm sure prime rib is so much cheaper when it's off season, when it's like mm-hmm. not the holiday season. Yeah. Like, I wonder how much a prime rib roast would cost in the summer. To, well, probably a lot because of grilling season. But, like, mm. now. Maybe I should make a prime rib now. It is corn this beef This diet is going really up. well. Corn beef season, you said? Yes. I love corned beef and cabbage. Do you really? Yes. Oh, that's so funny. My studio, that studio where we, like, first met mm-hmm. is right next to a corned beef factory. What? Yeah. <laughs> you have to make some corned beef content. Okay. Maybe like I don't know, some type of like uh, you figure it out. I make a I, the first recipe for my book and it did not make it into the book unfortunately mm-hmm. was corned beef noodles. Oh, was a corned beef and cabbage noodle dish. Mm-hmm. Um so basically like you pretty much, you know how you boil the corned beef and stuff like that. Yeah. But you season it in a way that you can actually like drink the water as a broth. Mm. Um, and then you add noodles and then you cook like some Napa cabbage in there. It's, mm. it's pretty good. I mean, also like a lot of the spices that's used in corned beef could work in harmony with like five spice. Totally did. Totally did. That's exactly what I did. Mm. Mm. And but I think my favorite part is like the cabbage. How the cabbage mm-hmm. just like absorbs all the flavor of the corned beef and then becomes yeah. like so sweet. Yeah. And then if there's like a little piece of potato and carrots too. Works very nice. Conjunction. Um, Where can you get corned beef and cabbage in LA? Grocery stores. Oh, you would make it? Like you oh you like you make it, but grocery store you can um just buy the corned beef. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, I thought I thought there was a place where you could go get it. We should do. We should make corned beef and cabbage together on the podcast. I mean, corned beef and cabbage is so easy to make at home. Yeah, especially um the after St. Patrick's Day. Um, <laughs> all they sale. they go they all go on clearance. Yeah, yeah, and it's fine too because they last forever. Ever, yeah. <laughs> I won't call anything cabbage now. <laughs> like, oh, so, you know, like corned beef and um, sauerkraut is like a good match, mm-hmm. which is basically like Irish kimchi. It is exactly what I was thinking. I was like, that's like solong tang and like kimchi. <laughs> so, can you make like. Like kimchi Reuben with like corned beef and kimchi. I'm sure somebody's. I'm, I'm. How has David Chang not done that already? Maybe he has. I don't know. He's throwing all sorts of weird Asian shit with cheese. So yeah. 
Oh my god, I, I may sound like a David Chang hater, but I'm not. I didn't think what you said was like hating on him. Mm-hmm. I like him because like he's he's he comes off as like a snacky guy. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, oh, that sounds good, but it doesn't matter if it's highbrow or lowbrow. Like I'm just gonna do this to do it, like when yeah. he put those eggs on the potato chips. Mm-hmm. Like. That was stoner food. Or when you put um, meatballs in the taco shells. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he really does cook like everyone's uncle. But he was so like, proud of this too. He's like, you can only get this the sizzlers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As if oh people are like God. searching for this dish. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be okay. I think I'll be okay. Okay. Um, thank you for listening you to want. our podcast um, through my, through my, I, I can't even think of a word right now because I'm so sick. Um, but thank you for listening to us ramble and mm-hmm. everybody take care of your health. Your health is very mm-hmm. important. And also tell your loved ones um, how much you appreciate them because there might not be a tomorrow for you to go to. So with that being said, John, have a good night. (laughs) (laughs) Good night, Kim. I want to say, though, your sick voice is very sultry. Really? Mm -hmm. Would you top it or bottom bunk it? I think we would be a side situation. A side? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, follow us on our Instagram, one for the table. And also, oh, actually, we have a listener question. Oh, we do? Yeah. <clears throat> Way to bring it up at the conclusion of the podcast. It's okay. We're keeping it um, fresh and new. (laughs) Let's see. All right. Omar has asked us, Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on insects as a food source? Have you tried any? I can think of a place where we both tried an insect as a a food source. It was in a city in the Midwest. And the meal was not good. It was so bad that we can't even really, we felt bad even pretending to talk about the restaurant. Oh, me, you, and Kushboo. Oh, oh. And every single person from that town was like, oh, we're so glad you went to this restaurant. Isn't, aren't they great? And I'm like, <laughs> the worst fucking piece of garbage restaurant that I've ever been to. Like, I cannot believe everybody's like fucking hyping this place up. Um, because literally, when we posted on social media that we were there, everyone was like, I love this restaurant. I love it so much. <laughs> right? Yes. And it was literally like, objectively, it was like, some of the it was worst food bad. I've ever had. It was so bad. Like, but anyways, yes, mm-hmm. there was a bug course, but I had also had insects in other shapes and forms too, mostly in the form of like dried crickets. But, um, I don't know. It's it's whatever. Like I've never had a bug prepared in a delicious way, unless you're counting shellfish, which mm-hmm. are bugs. Like that thing that people say is like if you're allergic to shrimp and lobster, you're also allergic to cockroaches. So like they do count. But mm. um, so I actually ate bugs growing up. Uh, one of the Korean street food is called bundegi, which is like a silkworm pupa. Oh, and they like so they take a bunch of like these like silkworm. Is it pupae or pupa? I don't know. Whatever. Pupae. Pupae. Um, and they basically. I like the way you say it though. Pupa. Pupa. (laughs) (laughs) So uncultured. I don't care. It's so cute. I love it. So basically, um, they cook it in this like giant pot with like. I don't even know what the seasoning spices they use is. Um, and they 
and you pay for it by the cup. Mm-hmm. And it's usually like 50 cents. And then you get like a small paper cup full of them with a toothpick. Mm-hmm. And the flavor is really, really nutty. When you first mm-hmm. bite into it, it's super crunchy and then really, really juicy in the inside. Mm, and the juice inside is almost like creamy. Um, it's I, it's not, I know it sounds absolutely appalling, but it's one of those mm. things like if you didn't grow up eating it, you probably would think it's so weird and you probably wouldn't like it. As someone who grew up eating it, I love it. I would try it. I mean... Is, is it, when you say crunchy, is it crunchy like shrimp that's been cooked, like snappy crunchy, or is it like crunchy like you're crunching on something like chips? Oh no, like snappy crunchy. Okay, okay. So like, so like cooked shrimp. Yeah, yeah. I already, I find that bugs have that texture where it's like kind of like bouncy, crunchy, mm-hmm. snappy texture. Yeah, I don't mind the taste of it as long as like, like you know when you've eaten like a dirty shrimp. And then you get that flavor of like yeah. musty grassiness. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that flavor because, you know, that's like shrimp poop. But it also shrimp poops, whatever, because shrimps eat veg- vegetables. So it's just like yeah. musty veggies. But um, like the idea of a poop. Yeah. And I know like when I bite into a bug and I taste that flavor, I'm just like, oh, great. Meaning bug poop. Mm-hmm. And so that, that's not pleasant. I also know, though, that like with the environment being as terrible as it is, um, that bugs are probably like the future as far as sustainable protein goes. So might as well get used to the idea anyway. I mean, we might have no choice once we run out of food. So Yeah, exactly. It will just be like literally seaweed and insects. Yeah. Which seaweed is like a great um, source of everything. Oh yeah, totally. And like, I'm I'm just grateful that I think it's delicious. So. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my god, I feel so sorry for those people like that doesn't like seafood, including seaweed. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a terrible. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Mm. So many people I know from Midwest are like this. Yeah, they haven't had exposure to decent fish. Yeah, like freshwater fish is fine, mm-hmm. but there's no flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Well, there's flavor to catfish, but like, but you know, as far as the rest of it, it's like it's uh, freshwater fish is all, all only just ever just fine. No, but once you learn the joy of like salted mackerel, mm, yeah, with the crispy skin that you peel back, oh, so good. And then the meat underneath is juicy and oily. Mm. And then you take your chopstick and you pick off a big chunk. <laughs> and you eat a warm bowl of rice. Mm. Baby. So good. Is that what you're going to have for tonight for dinner? Uh, no, I have no appetite. I'll probably have another popsicle and okay. cry myself to sleep. <laughs> okay. Well, you go get some rest. And I will see you again next week. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. This is Kim. And that's John. Oh, and this is John. We've never ended the podcast like this before. I don't know. First time time doing it sick. Okay. (laughs) First time doing it with that haircut. I, the nice haircut. And hopefully the last. Thank you, everyone. Wow. Wow.